What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. We have a really fun and bubbly conversation with Jada Love today. And this was a really fun interaction because she first found us. Tim and I were uh, in a recording session at the Downtown Public Library. And she popped in our door, asked what we were doing. We told her we were a podcast. And we finally connected uh, with her for an interview. So she is a local entrepreneur. She has her own blog. Uh, Love Thyself is her message and website and blog. And we really got kind of down to it. She uh, recently quit her job to pursue her own passions, uh, which we are a big fan of. Very ballsy move, just that gamble on yourself. So we go through her background how she kind of got to where she is today, what inspired her business, and what quitting that job was like. So she was working in in a parking garage prior, uh, realized that there was more to this life, that she was meant for bigger and higher things, and she could just provide for people in a much different way. And then we go through some of the blog articles that she's written, and one that really resonated uh, with us was Me Time and how important it is to value time by yourself. You know, it's it's good to be surrounded by good people, good company, but you really need that individual time with just you uh, to really recharge the batteries, make sure you're on track with everything you wanna do in life, and make sure you're doing the right things and, and you're doing what you're really meant to do. So we get into a lot of purpose and fulfillment with Jada today and she just has a fun way of delivering her message really fun exciting conversation and this was each uh Tim and I's first time actually sitting down and really meeting Jada getting to know more about her so it was, it was an absolute blast uh hanging with Jada Tim what'd you think yeah I, I really enjoyed this interview Jada brought excellent energy to the table that day mm-hmm. I, I felt just happier about life after talking to Jada she's mm-hmm. a very positive person and she talks about that being one of her topics that she writes about in her blog. I remember when she said she started it, she she asked a question. She sent out a poll to her followers and said, hey, like, what do you guys struggle with? What can I help you with? What are some things that you wish you knew more about, could channel more? And those were, and what people said back was kind of her 10 pillars of, of what she was going to write about. Um, so she talks a lot about that. And then one of her topics is like truly knowing your worth. Like, not letting people tell you what you're worth, but going out and creating value for other people to to give your worth. And we asked her about what that means to her, um, how she was able to do that um, as she transitioned to becoming a blogger. Um, she talks about her clothing line that she has. Mm-hmm. So we asked her about that, um, the challenges behind that, how she's had to pivot, uh, the way she's been able to go out and sell and, 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 and network with people that she never thought she'd be networking with. So how to create those unique relationships. Um, and then we ask about like the, the most powerful messages she's heard. And always in the, in the interview by asking like, how do you want people to remember you when you leave earth? Um, and I just enjoyed seeing like how she took ownership of her life the way she did. Um, and hear, like hearing her talk about that will motivate you to do the same if, mm-hmm. if you're struggling in that area. I can, I can promise you that. So uh, I think you guys are going to get a lot of value from this. Um, where can you find uh, her blog at? Uh, so that is uh, Love Thyself blog, and we will tag that in the show notes mm-hmm. as well. I think that's love.thyself.blog. Uh, but yes, we will tag that. And she is at Couture Finessin, C-O-U-T-U-R-E dot F-I-N-E-S-S-I-N on Instagram, at Couture Finessin, and we will tag her handles with that as well to make sure you can easily find her, read up on her blog, 
her story, get her message. Again, she's got some energy that is second to none, and she will bring it. Uh, she's not afraid to, to really get down and dirty, get after it. Um, and she's got some good, fun uh, ideas for her business plan, new products coming out in 2020 that we will not uh, give way to. We'll let her kind of expose that when it's time. But she's got some things on the horizon that uh, we really think she can uh, be very successful with. So without further ado, here we are with Jada Love. Jada Love. Last time we, we saw you, you, you knocked on our door, we were in the library <laughs> doing an interview, and uh, you asked what we were up to, so now we're actually connecting, so thank you for, for dropping in on us. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, just introduce yourself, tell people who you are, what you're doing, your background, and how we got to where we are today. Okay, well, I am Jada Love. I am a personal blogger. I blog about motivational, inspirational, and just influential things that can help people who you know, have doubts within themselves, who don't, who are stuck in a tough spot and don't know the next step to getting out, to people who have been through things and want to just, you know, be vibrant and not let their story define them, and just, yeah, <laughs> just loving everything about what I'm doing, because I'm just trying to spread love, mm -hmm. so I have love thyself. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like our type of person. Yeah. Sounds like we brought the right person on. True that, true that. So what did you do beforehand? You, you mentioned to me that you, you quit your job to, yes. to do this. Yeah. Uh, so how old are you? When did you quit your job? What inspired this? Did you have certain events or issues? It's like, all right, I've had enough. Yeah, well, I'm 23 years old now. I just turned 23 in October. So oh, happy belated. Thank you. And um, I was working at a parking garage <laughs> for the, the government center downtown, and it was just, like, miserable. But I feel like that wasn't what really took me to the top where I was just like, I can't. I was working at a warehouse before that, and every day we would go in and we would be assigned to, like, this little section of this big warehouse with nobody around us, and it was very miserable. So every day I went in there, I was just thinking, like, what can I do to make me never be in this position ever again? And it's like, I don't come from a family of money. I come from a family of hustlers. So it's like, if we don't got no money, we're going to learn how to get some money. But... I don't want to take people's money. I want to help people. So if I can help you and you can support me without having to pay anything or have to give any money, that's what I wanted to do. So once I figured out that like I love writing, I'm very articulate, I can speak well, I was like, I should just blog. I never looked into it, a, a blogger. I don't even know what a blogger was until <laughs> I was just like doing my research. And I'm like, I like this. So I was like, I wrote my first blog. and. I started my YouTube channel and it did pretty well. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna stick to this. I'm gonna stick to it. Awesome. Uh, so your your YouTube channel, what kind of content do you put on there? Is it more videos, just camera on you, uh, things like that? Well, I only have four videos so far, and um, I'm just trying to basically get my subscribers up mm -hmm. right as of right now. And the content that I post, I post a lot of crazy stuff. Like I did. 52 questions about me when I was at my parking garage job because I was sitting in my car and I was miserable. <laughs> like, I have to get out of here. Yeah. And then I did one where I cut my hair off because it's just like people love to see entertainment. And I also <laughs> did another one just um, basically speaking about positivity. I was like, I got to incorporate my blog into my YouTube. So I bounce back between entertainment and business a lot on my YouTube. So Okay. Yeah. So when you cut your hair, was it like you went full-blown Britney Spears on them? Or I didn't go full-blown like? Britney Spears, <laughs> but I had a lot of hair. And I cut a decent amount to where it was like, yikes. 
Mm. It was like, she just cut her hair for you too. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. When, uh, what was it like quitting your job? Were you nervous about it at all? How did that process go down? Um, I actually was not nervous and I didn't have the intentions of quitting my job. It was just that I was dedicating more so, more time to my job than my own personal life. And mm-hmm. it's just like, you guys aren't paying me enough. So I honestly, I had good intentions. I went into the general manager's office and I wanted to sit down and have a brief conversation with him as to why I feel like I, de- I deserve a raise. Mm-hmm. But as I went into there and gave them this conversation, yeah, he didn't reciprocate it too well. So I just, yeah, it didn't end good. I just threw my walkie talkie and I'm like, I'm over this. <laughs> Confident. I That's it. it. <laughs> I've had it. Uh, so do you have like a lot of support with family and friends and things like that to uh, quit that and pursue what you wanted to do? Were there a mix of emotions with that? What'd that look like? Well, when it comes to my family, I'm not really, my family is not really family oriented. I live with my grandfather. My mother and my father are passed away. So sorry to hear that. Okay. So I use that to my advantage. I use me not having parents as a like stepping stone for other people who are in the same position to like, I don't walk around with my head down. I don't walk around sad. I don't walk around looking for sympathy. So it's like whatever choices I decide to make, I do it from my heart. I really don't care about what other people think about it. I really don't ask for support from other people because it's like if people gonna support you, they gonna support you regardless. So it's like I really don't sit down and tell people my ideas like, oh, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to do. But when I tell my granddaddy I quit my job, he's just like, Another one? <laughs> Oops. Because <laughs> I, just, I just cannot work for nobody. It never works. It's like, I don't quit after three or four weeks. I'll give it a year to mm-hmm. see like where it's going to get me, what I can build from it, what I can learn from it. But eventually, it's all the same stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, so yeah, no. Yeah. And it's like that timeline, like that year, two years, like you get a feel for what it is. Yeah. You know, and you know if it's going to change or if there's vertical shifts or horizontal shifts. In most so. jobs, if you don't have like a college degree, you're not going to grow in a company or you're still going to be like, it's going to be like hard labor. It's never yeah. going to be mm-hmm. easy unless you work for yourself. Yeah. So. I feel like a lot of people are like stuck in a position where they're not satisfied. They, they want to go somewhere else. But they are concerned about what people think about them. They're concerned about what their family's going to think if they leave their job. They're afraid of what their own people who they work with right now are going to think about it. And I think that's a good mindset to have. You've obviously been in an environment where you are your biggest supporter. You're your biggest fan. I think that everyone needs to be like that. So that makes sense. And and I love like when people just, for lack of a better term, just gamble on themselves. Because it's like if you can't gamble on you then you don't belong doing it solo. Mm-hmm. And and it's, uh, so we just actually interviewed the other night my tattoo artist, and who Tim's gonna go see soon. And uh, <laughs> so uh, him and I have had you know, lengthy discussions and we were talking last week how, you know, there really are no rules. Like aside from the law and your own moral compass, there's no rules. Mm-hmm. Like society does not limit you on, on something because there's a rule that says so. You know, don't do illegal shit. Be a good person. Other than that, the road is wide open. So it's a cool thing to think like, oh, man, like just because someone says something, they're not like the governor. They're not the law of me that says, oh, that's a terrible idea. Like, fuck you and your terrible idea. Like, I think it's a good idea. So um, I think that's cool. That's like 
you're, you quit your job when, what, you were 22 at the time? Yes. Yeah, so you quit your job at 22 to, to do what you want to do, and it's just like people do that at 30 or 35. You just found it a little bit earlier. Yeah, So, and I'm happy that I found it earlier because it's like when I be talking to people and they be like, well, I'm 35 and I'm still trying to figure out what I'm trying to do or I just got into the, the mindset of I want to be my own boss, and it's just like, when I'm 35, I'm going to be successful, and I'm going to be put up in the hills somewhere. <laughs> like, I don't want to be 35 in, in that spot. No offense, but it's just mm-hmm. like, if you knew better, you'll do better. So. Yeah. And did you, uh, did you start the blog while you are in your job, or you, you stopped the job, and then you started the blog after? I actually had, when I was working in a warehouse, I came up with the ideas. I'm like... I want to have a blog. Okay. I want to. I want to talk about stuff. I want to tell my story some way, somehow, without just be like, "Hey, this is me." Because it's mm-hmm. like, "Who are you?" And then, yeah. so I was like, "Hmm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just write it down, and I'm yeah. gonna take lucrative steps to get to where I'm trying to go." So I started it of March, and I quit my job in August. So yeah, I was blogging for a couple months mm-hmm. before I just quit the job. Because I'm like, I don't need need your money. So mm. what I have to say is free. So I don't need yeah. y'all. Yeah. And it's you. And I like what you said about you wrote it down. Like yeah. you had the idea, you wrote it down. I feel like a lot more people should be writing down what comes to mind. Because we, we think about awesome things as we're going through our day. But yeah. it's just having the discipline to write it down. And thanks to you, you brought us some, some journals today that we, we can use in the future. So we appreciate you doing that. Yes, thank you for the gift. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah. appreciate that. But Jade, I also want to like, was there anybody, like, were you reading anybody else's blog or were you, did you have any like influences of people you were reading or aspired to be? Anybody specific or um, how'd you first like discover the idea of the blog? I first discovered the idea of a blog because I followed this fashion blogger. Her name is Adriana. She just started her own little clothing line, Fifi. So I seen that she was like doing like clothing hauls and like things like that where she's just trying on um, clothes and doing Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of different things. And I'm like, she's doing that for free because she loves fashion. And it's like, I want to tell my story. So I really wasn't inspired by nobody because I already had the wisdom. It was Mm -hmm. more so just putting forth the effort. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. That's cool. Uh, so with, uh, some of your, your pieces, I've read like your me time and things. So some of your blogs, what are maybe some of your more powerful messages or articles that you really lean on? Maybe some of your pillars, uh, with starting the blog and the love thyself website and things like that. Hmm. Well, I didn't, I wanted to, I wanted it to be a personal blog, but I'm like, I don't want to be personal yet. I want to help people. I want to give them gems. So before I started my blog, I made a little Instagram poll and I'm like, what do y'all want me to blog about? What do y'all need mm. help on? Like, if you guys give me the topic and I sit and really write how I feel about these topics, I can help y'all. So a lot of people was just like, I need help with friends. I need help with knowing my words. I need help with consistency. Like mm. everybody that was answering the questions, it was like real life topics. And I'm like, if you need help with consistency, somebody else might need help with consistency. If you need help with patience, somebody else might need help with patience. So it was like, with all these topics, I'm like, I'm going to create 10 topics, and I'm going to make sure they hit home for everyone. I don't want to miss nobody. So I was basically like, yeah, I'm going to write, and I'm going to make sure that these topics are nothing that people will want to skim over. I don't, wanna, mm-hmm. I don't want people to be like, oh, I don't want to read that. I want people to be like, I need to read this for myself. Because mm-hmm. I'm like... 
if you don't love yourself, you can't love nobody. Right. Oh, that's <laughs> like powerful. That. Yeah. Real. Yeah. We just talked to a psychologist, Dr. Karen, uh, about that, where you can't rely on anyone else to make you happy. And it's no one else's job to make you happy, even no. like a spouse or girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever it is. Uh, so did you kind of go through that journey with quitting your job, transitioning? Did you have any of like that self-loving to, to practice as well? I actually had like a lot. Like I still learn from my blogs and I go back and read them because I, we're human. We lack things sometimes. And it's like sometimes we need that reassurance. So I was going through a tough spot when I quit my job because it was like I didn't quit my job to become an entrepreneur. But now I have no income. So now I'm becoming depressed. I'm hungry. <laughs> so I was just like, I can't let this get to me. And I can't be the type of person that's writing about these things. But I'm in the inside, I'm really, like, torn. So I was like, I have to heal myself first. And then I can heal others. Because how can I be telling you guys all this positive stuff if I'm not even, if I'm going home and crying at night? Like, I can't do that. I have to be happy at all times. I have to genuinely be happy within. So I encourage everybody to learn yourself, love yourself. It's not selfish. Mm Because at the end of the day, nobody's going to care for you but you. I like that. And, and with that self-love journey, when you're unpacking all that, what, uh, so if people are like, okay, well, how do I love myself? If I don't like what I'm doing, who I am, what it looks like I'm becoming, what are some things that you did or practices that you started, whether it be, you know, the writing, the, any sort of meditation or just things that uh, maybe people can start with, with doing. It's like, man, how do I love myself more? So uh, what did you do? What did that look like unpacking that? And how can people start down that same path? Well, I first realized I had to understand what exactly is making me unhappy about myself. What exactly am I not happy with? What exactly is making me uncomfortable? So once I figured out, like, I hate what I'm, where I'm working. I hate where I'm living. I hate the car I'm driving. I literally wrote down my goals based off what I'm not happy with. So if I'm not happy with my job, find a new job. How can I find a new job if I'm not happy with this? Figure out what it is that you love. Like, once you figure it out what it is you love, everything else will be effortlessly. Like, mm. everything else will flow. So I started with, I like blogging. I like talking. So I'm like, I'm going to start my YouTube. Mm-hmm. So once I started making my YouTube videos, it's like, I'm literally talking in front of my phone, talking to myself. I like this. Hey, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, that makes me happy. So now I need to incorporate a little more time into that. Or it's like if I'm writing when I'm mad, instead of me being mad and bottling that in, why not write it down on paper and tear that paper up? Okay, I was mad because I wrote it down, but now I tore it up, so I'm over it. It's like Mm. just figuring out what it is that's making you unhappy so that you can take the proper steps to get to your happiness. Mm -hmm. So once you figure out what it is that makes you happy, you'll be you'll be fine yeah (laughs) because people settle people are stuck in standards i feel like people are really very unhappy with themselves because what they see on social media or what they see what's going on in the world instead of like taking a break shutting it down and quieting your mind to understand like what is my soul telling me like every day i'm waking up listening to other people every day i'm waking up going to work because i have to because I need to like it's like just listen to yourself and people override themselves they think like oh no I don't want to do that but it's just like if you if something in you told you to do that it's clearly what you want mm-hmm. so yeah it's a good point where it's like you're not drawn to it if you're not supposed to be drawn to it yeah. it's like that 
Tim and I talk about energy on, on the podcast too, where it's, if you put something out there or if it's like, man, I just, I feel like I got to do that. Like our, our, very our big on yeah, our buddy Marquise, he uh, felt the need to go to this big time IT, just, it was like six, seven months, just, Boot camp of yeah, learning how to code. Yeah. And it was like, no, no slouch program either. And he's like, I don't know what it's going to give me down the road. He goes, but I feel like I need to do this. Yeah. And that was something that we talked with. Uh, with him over dinner, I was like, well, you're drawn to that for a reason. And it's like, that's one of those things where it's not the universe giving you a handout, but the palm is open. It's like, okay, your job to take it or yes. pass on it. Yes, and a lot of people pass up opportunities just because they're stuck in the now versus where it can take you. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't want to do that because I'm doing this now. But it's just like, this was offered to you for some reason. This came your in your opportunity for some reason. Like, mm-hmm. you can't, you should never doubt yourself and a lot of people doubt themselves and it's just like yeah right and it really goes back to what you said about like comparing yourself to social media like we live in a world where we measure ourselves based on how we orient ourselves with like other people Mm -hmm. we see success on the highlight reel of instagram um and yeah that's why like me and colin like we we like to meditate in in the like I, i do it in the morning and at night if i can it allows me to like really like sit back, reflect, like not think about anybody else, anything else, and like focus on comparing myself to who I was like yesterday. Yeah. Because we talk about like living in the now. I mean, you just gotta ask yourself like, what? How did I win today? How did I make myself a more positive person today, more than yeah. I was yesterday? So I really like what you said about that. It's an important thing for people to remember. So Jada, when you when you started your your YouTube uh, channel and things, and putting the camera on you. Uh, was that scary at first? Like talking to the screen where it's like, man, anyone and everyone is about to see this. You know, sometimes I know for, for me, it was tough to kind of reverse that for a while. It's like, all right, I, I just got to get over that and, and not care anymore and just do it. So was that a challenge for you at all, or was it like, nah, let's just ride? It actually was not a challenge because I am very goofy. Okay, right <laughs> on, right on. silly, like I'm the jokester, I'm the one that's like going to stand up and speak for everybody. Like, <laughs> I'm the one that's going to come in and break the ice for people. So I was just like, a lot of my friends tell me, like, you need to start a YouTube. Like, mm. when I'm on Snapchat and I'm doing these rants about whatever I'm talking about, people are writing like, why don't you have a YouTube channel? Or your personality is just like... So I was like, hmm, maybe I should start a YouTube. People don't see me enough. (laughs) So I was like, once I started the YouTube, I was a little nervous about posting it because it's a difference between posting on your social media because you know who follows you, you know who's going to see this, you know, versus posting on YouTube. It's like once you post that, it's to the world. It's like Mm -hmm. whoever searched what's in your description, your topic, your header, you're going to pop up. And it's like... Anybody can see that. So I feel like that was the only little thing I was a little worried about. Because it's just like, what if my granddaddy see this? I'm doing a lot of cussing. (laughs) (laughs) So that was the only thing. Grandpa, this shit is rated R, let me tell you, man. (laughs) Seriously. Uh, That's an interesting point, though, that YouTube is, like, very global. And, and yes, people can find you on, like, an Instagram or Twitter or something like that. But to where your keywords in, like you were saying, your descriptions, your heading, Mm -hmm. where it just, it it drops down in that list. And you could be maybe the first in that list, third in that list. Uh, So how did overcoming that, do you still struggle with that? Or now is it, like, 
into the wind. It is what it is. You like it or you don't. Well, once I posted my first video, I seen how everybody was reacting to it. I was like, because I know I give people thumbs up on, I mean, thumbs down and thumbs up on videos. If I don't like it, you're getting a thumbs down. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Like, <laughs> so when people, when I first posted my video, it did numbers. I had got like 200 views in like three days. I was like, whoa. So then I was like, let me go look at the thumbs up and thumbs down because that's going to tell everything. And I had got like, Probably like four thumbs up, but I'm like, I don't got no thumbs down. Look at that. <laughs> right now, you're undefeated. Yeah, so I'm like, I can do anything. Like, you're gonna like it or you don't. Know. And sometimes mm -hmm. people will thumbs up just to support. So it's like, yeah, I feel like the thumbs up and the thumbs down gave me the confidence. Because if mm -hmm. I would have seen more thumbs down and I seen thumbs up, I probably would have had to reevaluate what I'm doing, okay. what I'm saying. So, sure. Yeah. Uh, so with, with your your content, with that. Um, you were talking about consistency earlier, yeah. and Tim and I, throughout you know last few years, had consumed. I'm sure you're familiar with Gary Vee yes. uh, and his thing about you know stop being a perfectionist. Nothing's ever going to be perfect. Like it will always get better. So how have you or have you kind of done that with being consistent? Like all right, uh, I've done a few takes. This is pretty good. It's never going to be exactly how I want it. Uh, so are you able to just kind of let it fly like that? Or are there like setbacks with that? Or was that never really a challenge? Like, All right, I'm just going to do it, take it, and let it rip. Well, um, I never like when I record my YouTube videos, I do it off my phone. Mm -hmm. And I just go to my photos and I just click the video and I just talk. And it's like if I mess up. Keep talking. <laughs> like, All right. I just like keep that. talking. Yeah. Like, people will respect you more for being genuine versus when it seems like it's an act. So I feel like if I'm, hi guys, thank you for coming to YouTube, versus, hey y'all, I don't know what I'm about to say, or I just messed up, but whatever. Let's keep going. People are going to be like, okay, she's genuine. Whatever yeah. she has to say is very genuine. So I'm not really the type of person that's going to go through and nitpick at things. I'm just like, it's me. If it wasn't me, it wouldn't have happened. So it's mm -hmm. just like, I just let it ride. Yeah, mm -hmm. good, good. That's awesome. Yeah, we, we tell people we try to keep it as raw as possible here. Yeah. And some interviews got really raw. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's like, hey, we're not in the business of, of cutting and editing to death. Like, you know, if there's things that they're like, ah, maybe take that out if, if they don't like that. But we hardly ever get that. So I like that you, you keep it yourself yeah. you know you're, you're loving thyself yeah. and just giving people genuine jada love so that's cool that's really awesome um now when when you're doing or i guess i'll back up how much do you do you post on that like how frequently do you have videos on the youtube is it like weekly daily or is it kind of random it's random i i made it a point that i said i was gonna drop content you know, like every week, but everybody tells you guys that it's like giving candy to a kid and then you take it back. <laughs> it sucks, but I try to. But if you guys see my phone, what I'm working with, it's not the quality. It's, the quality is terrible, so I don't want to just force it. I'd rather everything to be perfect as far as quality and sound and everything in that aspect. So I haven't really been on YouTube, so I went back to my blog. It's like I try to go back and forth with them. But since I can't be on YouTube consistently now, I'm making sure I'm posting on my blog and Instagram and I'm active with my blog. It's like I can never not be doing something that's regarding my business. I'm an entrepreneur now. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's not consistent. <laughs> <laughs> Is there, a, I remember you mentioned like 
talking about the blog, like when you first sent out that poll to your Instagram or to your followers to see what people were saying, is there anything that you found like within like the, those core pillars of topics that you talk about that like you yourself has, has dealt with like personally more than the other ones that allows you to like easily write about it better or like identify personally? Like, is there a specific one you can think of? Um, I made a blog about knowing my worth. I felt like that one was very, very, very important for me mm-hmm. because before I started my blog, like, like I said, my parents are passed away. So every lesson that I'm learning in life is because I'm going through it. It's not mm-hmm. somebody teaching me like, this is how you be a woman. This is how you love a man. This is how a man should treat you. You know, those things like that. So as I'm growing up, getting older, and I'm dating or whatever you want to call it, and I'm just out living life as like a young adult, a young woman, I am learning that some of the things that I'm settling for, I shouldn't be settling for. And it took me to to literally sit and realize, what do I want for myself? Because mm-hmm. whatever I decide that I want for myself, if you can't give me that, you can go. So it's like, if I set the standards and the bar high for myself, you can only reach that bar or you can get cut. So mm-hmm. it's like, I feel like the self-worth topic was a major one for me because I was settling for cheeseburgers. It's like... <laughs> Dollar menu burgers. Yeah, like, I'm loving you because you bought me a McDonald's burger. Like, what the hell? <laughs> So you weren't playing actual cheeseburgers. <laughs> For real. So I'm just like, no. It's girls getting flued out. I got to be flued out. <laughs> you think you're about to uh, impress me with some McDonald's? No. So it was just like little things like that. I was just like, I got to want more for myself because a person is only going to dress you with how you present yourself. So mm-hmm. you out here half naked and walking around just like, they're going to come at you like, hey, baby, what's up? Versus if you're coming off as a woman, a businesswoman, you can only talk business. You know, like you can only come at me as a professional or something in that sort. So it was like me writing the self-worth, I felt like that was gym for me. Mm-hmm. That was coming from my heart. That was from my own personal experiences. That was the main one that I, I go back and read okay. all the time. <laughs> yeah, I like that because we've talked about it before. Like you become what you think about. Yeah. So... I like that you, you touched on I'm not. I didn't read that one, but I'm gonna have to go back and read. Yeah, that, that is one. one of my personal favorites because yeah. it helps me. Even now, it's like now that I'm an entrepreneur and people look at me like, "Oh, you got your own business. You a boss. Whatever you want to call it." Like, look, yep, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not a worker. I don't work. I'm a boss. So you have to talk to me as a boss. You have mm. to look at me as a boss. In my mind, I'm a boss. So in your mind, I'm a boss. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I know we're talking about self-worth. I also want to talk about like kind of value within business too. So I know you have, you have a clothing line as well. Yes, I do. Um, and so, which you have to charge for that. You have to, you know, businesses to make money still as well as help people. But I know some people have a struggle with charging what their value really is. Or it's like, ah, I don't want to gouge people. You know, I... I just want to kind of help. Yeah, we need to help, but you also need to eat, to your point. Yeah. Uh, you were getting hungry. So uh, for people that, that struggle with charging what they really think they should charge and then cutting themselves, I don't know if you had an issue with valuing what you think you need to charge things at. Uh, how, how would you go about doing that? Or if someone is struggling with that, like, hey, no, 
you're valuable. Your time is valuable. Yeah. What you're selling is valuable. So charge what it's really supposed to be charged at. Exactly. I always tell people when people ask me because when I first started selling my t-shirts, I only had one t-shirt, which was just to support my brand. It's like, I need merch now. I have the blog. I want people walking around with love thyself on them. So they're like, hey, what is that? And you know, the backstory. So, but I tell people all the time, you gotta, you're going to pay what you weigh. So it's like, if this shirt, if you feel like your shirt is worth $20, somebody might say no. But somebody might say yeah. So it's like you might get 300 no's, but you might get 20 yes. And it's like the 20 yes is better than the 300 no's, right? So mm -hmm. it's like especially when you set the bar for your price versus what if you would have been like, oh, since they said no, let me lower it to them. So now it's like is it their business or is it yours? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I never let people deteriorate my prices or how I go about it. So I just feel like if you know the type of person you are, you know the quality you bring, you know the type of brand you want to have, it's like set your prices and stick to them. Yeah. Don't ever settle because just because one person said no, I'm telling you, somebody across the world that you never even know might say yeah. And a lot of the no's come from the people you think that will give you the yes. So it's like, no. <laughs> don't ever settle your don't ever lower your lower your prices don't ever like let somebody make you feel like oh well maybe i should it's just like if you feel this way stick to it and don't look back mm -hmm. but i didn't do that i had a sale <laughs> I, I started selling my shirts for 20 dollars. they didn't do as good as i thought they were gonna be but when i had a sale for national boss today which was october 16th mm. i sold out oh my oh wow oh, oh nice. my god you cheap people. <laughs> That's all I was thinking. Like, you guys are so cheap. But it's just like, whatever. I, I did that for my own being. For mm -hmm. the three weeks that I had my shirts released at 20, nobody bought them, but I didn't cut no deals. I'm like, somebody's going to buy them, whether it's three weeks from now or three months from now. These shirts are going to get gone, and it's all about patience. So it was like, once I did that sale, I did that sale for myself. I didn't do that sale, oh, let me see how they're going to. But luckily, people were like, oh, this sale. I want to buy this shirt now. But it was just like once I went back to regular prices, people was like, I didn't get a chance to make your sale. So now I have to pay regular price. And they understood that. So it's like once you stick to it, people ain't going to have no choice but to, you know, stick to it. Yeah. Like going back to words, like people buy what that shirt represents. Yeah. And like that shirt represents all the content you've ever put out, all yeah. the content that you're going to put out. So it's an important thing to remind yes. of. Like. I'm putting out boss shit to yeah. buy the shirt. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I wanted. Because at first, I was just like, mm. the shirts came from manifestation, literally. I was sitting at work. I was in my notebook. I'm drawing out little ugly shirts. And I'm like, hmm, let's make a little small font. I would write, like, curses. And I, then I got online, and I looked at, like, you know, prototypes of how I want the shirt. And I found something that was in my budget. And I'm telling people, like, these shirts, I don't want to be a clothing brand. I'm a blog. But these shirts represent my blog. So if you want to consider it a brand, by all means, consider it a brand. I would love for you guys to rock it. Like, put looks to it, fashion. A lot of my friends are in fashion, so when I give them the shirts, they want to be extra with it. Like, So I was like, yeah, but then it came to a point where people was like, I want a shirt. You should do this type of shirt. You should make these colors. You should do this. I'm just like, oh, so if I make a whole clothing line, y'all going to sell me out. Note it. I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna think about some stuff. So I was like, my blog is gonna come frequently. Like writing comes effortlessly for me. So that's always gonna be something that I'm gonna do with these clothes. I'm gonna have to work with y'all. <laughs> so it's like if you buy a shirt, make sure you purchase 
Like, make sure you purchase it for the right reason and make sure you know the backstory. And now that I'm sold out of all shirts, people ask me, like, do you have any shirts? I'm quick to tell them, no, I don't have any shirts, but I be sure to go check out a blog or read a blog. You know, that's still what it is. Like, it's not mm-hmm. just a brand. It's a blog. And I have to make sure people understand that. Yeah. So how often do you restock your, your shirts then? Um, well, these were my first collection. It was just the um, self-lover tees. I love thyself. So the, once these sold out, these sold out quick, too. I'm like, because they were $10. I'm like, wow, I need to restock these. And I didn't plan on it. But then I'm like, fall is coming. My birthday is coming. I was like, I want to create a whole new shirt now. I want to do different colors. I want to do something else. So I, I had restocked these. And I also had dropped the fall collection, which was these shirts were long sleeve, they were orange, they were very mm. vibrant colors, and they said I come first. And I, I created them called All About Me Tees, because I come first, you come first, you come first. Like, mm-hmm. once you got kids, but it is like, I don't have kids, so I can't relate to that, but you still come first. <laughs> like, yeah. You still come first. So I had dropped those, and those had sold out too. I had did my first vendor event, and a lot of people were looking like, oh, I like these shirts. But once people seem like I'm getting active, like, oh, she really standing on her stuff. She getting shirts. She dropping collections. She doing a lot. Like, people was rocking with it. So I had to restock these one more time because they had sold out again. But then I haven't restocked no more shirts. So I've only had three drops. Okay. And they all have sold out. But 2020, I'm coming. <laughs> That's pretty awesome, though. Noted. Yeah. yeah. So you said you had, you did a, a vendor event. Uh, take us to that. What was that? Um, not as familiar with that. So what's that like? Um, well, it was for the Women Empowerment Revamp. It was called the My Girlfriends Expo. It was just like a lot of empowering women getting together, selling whatever it is they sell. And it was my first event. I was very nervous. I did it with my friend. Her name is Reese. She sells growth oil for hair. She makes mm. them in her kitchen. So, like, yeah, we were just struggling, like... We're very nervous. All we're thinking about is sell everything, promote everything. Like, so we were going weeks with trying to figure out, like, what do we do? <laughs> like, we got to get on Pinterest. Like, we got to look up stuff. So once we got all our stuff together, we had a banner. I created my notebooks. I was, like, just getting products after products, pens. And when we got there, it was not what we expected. Like, we overthought it way too much. It was actually amazing. And it was more so, we didn't even care about selling stuff. It was more so networking with all these amazing women. It's people in here that are selling Mary Kay with, like, 50,000 girls under them. Like, real bosses in here. And it was just like, I don't even care if you buy a shirt. Just take this business card. Look at me. Like, that's what I was more so focused on once I got there. But... As a vendor event, I feel like it's it's good exposure. Mm-hmm. It's very good exposure, especially if you're selling something. And if you got, like, a voice, you can use it there. And it was, like, amazing. I honestly want to do one every month. Mm-hmm. And, and was that event local here? Um, it was the person who held the event was from Indianapolis, but it was in Marion. Okay. So that was about, like, an hour away. Okay. But it, even then, like... That's even better because it's like I don't know people from Marion, so they don't know me, but you got to know me. Yeah, yeah. You come to this event. Different like, exposure, right? Yeah. So is that uh, like an annual thing? Is it becoming an annual thing, or um, the my girlfriend's event, or just vending in, in general? Uh, that event specifically. It's an annual thing. Okay. It actually happens once a year, mm. and yeah, they'll the next one will be 
here in Indianapolis. So I feel like that's going to have a even bigger outcome because it's like a lot of people who wanted to come and support me, they just didn't want to drive an hour, which I can understand that. It's just like, but it's like, if you're going to support, you're going to support. So right. yeah, the one that they're having here, I plan on doing and I plan on having way more products than I had. And I plan on being way more prepared because I've already did it one time. So I know what to expect and I know how to present myself. Yeah, so I'm excited for that one. I honestly Good. want to do it every year. Yeah. That's awesome. Prime place to work on your sales skills. Yeah. 100%. I've never had no other job but selling. Like, yeah. I've yeah. sold everything from kids' shoes to insurance to <laughs> parking tickets. I sold it all. So it's like selling is the least of my worries. Mm. I want to network. I want to link with people because you never know who you can be talking to. So I mm -hmm. just want to make sure that I'm being the my genuine self and like promoting my business to my best of my ability at all times with whatever event I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So I be reaching out to everybody. I'm yeah. Like, hey. As you should. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Tim and I have talked to a handful of salespeople on the show as well. And, and the funny thing is it's very common across the board where everyone, no matter what you're doing, you are in the people business. Yes. You just happen to sell insurance or t-shirts or blog mm -hmm. or whatever widget or service it is no matter what, you're in the people business. Uh, and it seems like you're pretty good with people. Yes. So, um, and I want to kind of go back to the networking. And we've discussed uh, that with some people as well, where a lot of, so we would go to, quote unquote, networking events in college. And it was a room of potential employers, mostly, what can you do for me? Yeah. Um, so what was this event like in terms of networking uh, describe the importance of finding those people having a good relationship having a friendship first yeah. and have you maintained some of those to this day have any of those have you guys kind of helped each other in that way or just even friendships maintained since that so when I went to that event I had no idea what I was walking into like I said and I had no idea who would, who would be there so I was just making sure I feel like first impressions are always everything like if I meet you and you're nasty I'm gonna you're going to leave a bad taste in my mouth. I'm going to be iffy on if I want to talk to you the second time. So my thing was I was just making sure my first impressions are memorable. And if I'm my genuine self, they're going to be memorable because I'm a loving person. Like, So when I was talking to people, I was just, they just kept on saying, you're so goofy. <laughs> 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 I'm like, oh, it's yeah. me. I'm sorry. But it, those people when you are truly and genuinely yourself and when y'all see the bigger picture and the vision that y'all have in common, I feel like the networking, it just comes natural. It's like, you want to see what I'm doing. You want to see how we can work together. You want to see how we can lab because you see the type of person I am and I see the type of person you are. So with those events, I made a lot of friends. I left with like and I do call them my friends because I do be on their Instagram like, love it, hey, fight nice. signs, yeah. like just supporting. Mm. And it's like, I haven't seen you since that event. And it's like, I love that type of stuff because I want people to be like, oh, I know her and she's a great person. Or, oh, I know her and her soul is great. Like, so with those people, I would say networking events are very, very important. If it's the right type of networking event with the right type of networking people. Mm -hmm. Because I did a raffle because, like I said, I really didn't sell too much. So I had to make some money some way. Mm -hmm. right, right. I just felt like you have to. So I did a raffle for a crock pot okay. that my grandfather had gave to me. Brand new. I'm like, I don't cook. I'm sorry, I don't cook. So what am I going to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, 
to do with this? And he was like, take it to the event, sell it. I'm like, oh, yeah, but that don't really correlate with what I'm trying to sell. How am I going to be like, I got these notebooks, pens, good vibes, crockpot. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to do a raffle. So I was asking people, do you want to participate in a raffle to win? I was offering off my Louis Vuitton book bag and the crockpot. And, of course, all the women there were like older cookers. They're like, I want the crockpot. I want the book bag. I'm like. Hmm, okay. Damn, so, I'll keep my nice-ass book bag then. <laughs> <laughs> so the lady who had won, I gave her the crock pot. We ended up adding each other on Facebook. And one day, I seen her, like, she's just making all these statuses about how she loved this crock pot. And then I woke up to a notification of her tagging me, like, she tagged my name, Jada Love, where are you at? Come get a dinner. I love this crock pot, oh, and it's nice. free. I'm like, <gasps> what free food <laughs> i'm on my way and when i got there she just like hugged me so tight it was like i am so thankful for this crock pot i cook everything in it i'm like wow Dang. this is dope like who would have thought me going to this event if, like offering off this little crock pot i would be building relationships and she was like i want to help you with your t-shirts because she is a t-shirt person like it had nothing to do no with way. cooking it was just, she's like i feel like i want to cut you a deal to design your next t-shirts and i'll also link you with somebody who does hoodies so it was just like you never know who you're talking to and you never know like the impression you leave on people how it can make them feel mm -hmm. so i feel like networking events are very important and the relationships that you have with the people that you meet there will be everything it will last a lifetime because those people are not at the networking events for no reason like they're here for the same reason you are here so mm -hmm. let's just combine it and be greater. That's all yeah. I ever look at it like. Yeah. And the follow-up too. Because yeah. it takes one person to be nice for you, nice to you for like 10, 15 minutes the first time meeting you. But like, what do they do after, after. that? Yeah. Like, what value do they give you after that? So. Yeah. The follow-up is everything. Because yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, you was nice the first time. But this second time, I don't think that's you. <laughs> <laughs> so I try to make sure that every time I'm on my P's and Q's, I can be like, just got fired from three jobs, lost $100. If I see you, I'm not going to take that out on you. I'm going to be, hey, hi. Yeah. Like, and it's going to be genuine. It's just because my problems are not your problems. Why would I take that out on you? Be kind. I want people to be kind all the mm. time. <laughs> yeah. And that's a superpower too, like having a bad day and not railing someone else controlling your emotions yeah talent like it's no other word for it it's a talent yeah it really is um yeah that's really cool that you know you you did something where it's like this is not really what i do mm -hmm. and when it came back full circle it had a direct impact on exactly what you do so back to that kind of universe that yeah. energy of like all right, I'll, I'll take this different shot. Like, eh, you never know. Because um, we've talked before of like, you know, it's say say 500 people listen to an episode. It's, okay. you know, and then we're playing for that one to two that really can be a game changer. Mm -hmm. Or it's like, you never know who is listening, that right person that listens or that right person that buys or wins a crock pot. Yeah. <laughs> where she ends up being good with t-shirts, knows a hoodie person. Yeah. Maybe that hoodie person knows like a, a belt or a jean person, mm -hmm. or someone knows a, a comfier boot than UGG person, you know? So it's, it's always cool to see how far the rabbit hole really goes yeah. when you just do that one little difference maker, mm -hmm. something a little outside your comfort zone. Yeah. And then you stepped out of that. And so I like to quote Will Smith is like, is everything good is on the other side of fear. 
And so it's like that fear for that day was doing a crock pot in a Louis Vuitton bag and yeah. just a raffle and see what happens. And then you got a free meal and, and a, a business connection out of yes. it. So that's really cool that that's how that played out when it just came all the way back around. It's like, wow. That... And they be all over my Instagram, like, keeping up with me. Because people be telling me, like, I don't know, you're going to be great. I'm like, girl, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you don't got to tell me. Tell me something else. <laughs> you can see it, and I know it. It's just like, it's going to happen. So mm-hmm. people be wanting to, like, make I, I, I don't know if it's check up on me or just like really just support me like they don't care if they can't help however they can support they are gonna want to support so mm-hmm. I just be thinking like you don't even have to offer me nothing just read a blog if I can help you you supported me because mm-hmm. I helped you that is what my goal is to help you yeah. to get you out of the mental state that you were in before so right like, yeah and I love, like, just the concept of, of blogging. It's giving fr- free advice. Like, it's giving free, free knowledge, just like the Crock-Pot. Yeah. Like, people are going to love you for sacrificing your time, your hard work, yeah. to give them something without anything expected in return. I'll be calling myself the gem dropper. The <laughs> gem dropper. Gym I dropper. Like that. Yeah. Forget dropping the, the mic. Nice yeah, thing. gem dropper. I'll just be dropping gems, and mm-hmm. it'd be helpful. <laughs> yeah. Good little consonants there. Yeah. Damn, I knew you like, gem dropper. Gem dropper. Yeah. Um, so speaking back to the blog, uh, I, the first one I read was about me time, uh, because I saw that title and as we were talking about what resonates with, with you the most, um, I connected with me time a lot because I value me time and I I still really value like friend time and family time, Mm -hmm. but I value me time. Like a lot of people value their family time where like I recharge on my own. I, I like being around people. I'm very social. I'm very outgoing, but I still like my days when it's just me. Yeah. And in that article, you were talking about how that's not a selfish thing. And I think some people get caught up in, yeah, I, I want to say no, but I shouldn't. I should go out. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to just kind of hole up and be on my own. There's a difference between always just never going out, but kind of explain uh, through that blog of like how that isn't a selfish thing, how you do need time to yourself and how that's some of the most important time i feel like it's not a selfish thing because if you look at it on your end if you take if you take yourself out of the situation and you look at the person who's asking to get some me time and you're telling them i don't want you to have me time it's like who's being selfish here if my friend Mm -hmm. says she needs to be alone and i'm telling her you don't need to be alone let's go to the club it's like who's really being selfish Am I being selfish or are you being selfish? And I feel like me time is not selfish because some people really can't cope with being around people 24-7 or interacting with people 24-7 because if you're like me, I'm an energy person. So a lot of people want to be around me because my energy is good. But that doesn't mean you're reciprocating the same energy. You're just draining me. So if I feel like I'm going to always give off good energy, but it's like I can only give off so much good energy when it's not being reciprocated. So let me charge back up. Let me go in my little shell and think <laughs> about some things and make myself happy to where I can give you some more good energy. Like, it's going to work for both of us. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I feel like me time is never selfish. It is very important because sometimes you can, like, lose yourself in your own thoughts due to the world around you and Mm -hmm. it's just like with all the chaos going on social media it's like if you don't take time to know yourself it's like 
what are you doing? You're just like a floating spirit. You don't know nothing. Mm-hmm. It's like, you don't know what you like. You don't know what you dislike. You don't know what you love. You don't know what you want to do with your life. You don't know nothing. So I feel like that me time is very, very important for everybody, whether it's a day. With me, I go like three or four weeks not talking to my friends. <laughs> they will see me on social media. They will see me just doing whatever it is I'm doing. And they have learned me. They have learned like, Oh, it's not because she hates us. It's because she's getting herself together. Yay! Mm-hmm. Like, get okay, yourself good. together. So, I feel like once people realize that once you get some me time, you'll come back a totally different person. If, mm-hmm. you, if you utilize the me time for the right things. Don't go utilize the me time to get drunk as hell and then now you wake up with a hangover angry and you about to go party with people. Use the me time to sit down and, you know, write your goals down or write what you need to do this upcoming week. Because I'm the type of person, I cannot go to sleep without knowing what it is I have to get done the next day. That's just as yeah. an, an entrepreneur. I have to know exactly what it is that I have to get done the next day. Not the following week, not the following month, the next day. So if I'm spending all this time around thousands of people every day, interacting with people every day, it's just like that gets tiring. And yeah. I didn't even take no time out for myself. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know what I need to do today. Yeah. So why can't I take a little 15 minute break to myself to figure out what I need to do? Like, just I feel like it's like a self reevaluating moment. Mm-hmm. Me time is. It's not nothing that's like, it's not intended to be selfish. If a person makes it selfish, it's because maybe the way they are presenting it is like, I'm mm-hmm. tired of being around you, I'm out. But mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like when you it. say, I just need a little time to myself because I'm kind of slacking. Then it's like how you present it. Mm-hmm. So, me time is not selfish at all. I all encourage right. everybody to take at least two to three days to yourself, and then mm-hmm. come back. Like, yeah, yeah. And I like what you said. Like, me time. There's a difference between like me time and like you spending time to yourself without your phone. Like you yeah. with your phone. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean me, me time, time because you're like you're still looking at other people's lives and you're still technically spending time with people through your phone. Mm-hmm. So one thing I've been trying to do lately is like when I charge my, my iPhone, I let the phone have its me time in charge so that I can have my own me time yes. and not be on my phone. Cause that's another, like I, you hit on a little bit, but like, right, like writing and like taking time to reflect. Cause that's, that adds the depth of it. Too. Yes. I, and I feel like people, you don't even need days. You just can just do like 15 to 30 minutes. Some mm-hmm. time where you are like in your mind and you are controlling it. Yeah. That is me time. When you can literally sit and control the thoughts that are running in your mind, you are practicing me time. Like, because if you have negative thoughts running through your mind 24-7 and you don't know how to like control them or, you know, think of something else. Maybe you should take some time to yourself to figure that out. So mm-hmm. it's just like, me time is very, very, very sacred. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, no. You'll get tired and you'll be like miserable. And yeah. you'll be putting on a front. Mm-hmm. And you can't, you can't be yourself if you're putting on a front. So if you don't know yourself and you're not even trying to learn yourself, it'll never work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> never work. I agree. So with your me time, aside from doing business things, how else do you uh, recharge your own batteries or what else goes into your me time? I know you're big on writing goals and things. Yeah. Is there anything else that's like a little more like casual? It's like this really Wait, just helps will, me wind down. I will literally get in my car and drive downtown and sit 
don't know if you guys ever been on a canal where it's like the I am the Indiana Museum that sits right there. It's like a big grassy area. I will take my cover and go sit out there and stare at whatever the fuck I want to stare at. Like, and it's peaceful. It's just yeah. like I'm sitting here staring at all you people, but in my mind I'm just like charging up. Like, yeah. it's life. I love like listening to the real world, like the birds, the wind. I am a water sign, so I love being by water. So if I'm by water, I am at peace. I just feel like if I'm having a bad day and when it's time for me to have some me time, I either need to be in nature or I need to be by the water because I feel like nature is a living energy, but it's peaceful. Mm -hmm. So would you rather be around chaotic energy or would you rather be around peaceful energy? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'd rather be around peaceful energy. So let me go sit by all these plants that are live that's not arguing with me. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, and there's nature everywhere. It's like nature everywhere. even in New York City, there's pockets of New York City where you can go, where you can like just enjoy nature. Wow, I've never been to New York City, and I honestly, it's all my goals. Yeah, my brother just got a job out there, so I was there a couple months ago. I've only been like twice. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those cities where like everyone is just going 100 miles per hour all the time, and everyone, it's like the most productive city I've ever been to because you look everywhere, someone's someone's grinding, someone's running their own shop, someone's doing construction on a building yes, like everyone's just moving. people don't take time to like have those meaningful conversations there which is one of the drawbacks of it but you can find peace wherever you go pockets of peace like pockets we of about. peace all remarkable pockets of peace and tim you made the fun notion that you thought new york city one of the most productive cities you've been to mm -hmm. uh so i thought that was cool that's like everyone's moving but it's like there's a lot of productivity. So yeah. uh, I don't know if you did any work. I know you're visiting family, but did you feel like, man, I kind of want to do some work or something? Yeah. No, because I, I, I was there on vacation. Like I yeah. was just there to visit my brother. So I felt like I wasn't contributing to the city because <laughs> <laughs> everyone else was. But yeah. Yeah. I haven't been there since I was, I don't know, like 13, 14. I did enjoy it, but I'd like mm -hmm. to go where I'm at now to see. I like to go to visit places and see, could I live here? Yeah. But if next time I go to New York, I think it'd be cool to just go to some rooftop, like at night, yeah. even though there's always a lot of noise. And I think, like, rooftops for me, like, I think that's always a cool thing. And just, like, listen to the noise. And it's like, man, like, I everyone's had, doing their thing. But... I had moved to Cincinnati for a year and they are very it's a very hilly mm -hmm. state city i was living in cincinnati so it's a city mm -hmm. out, it was hilly so they had a lot of rooftop bars and it was so peaceful i'm just like i am high up and just like in the clouds as close as the clouds i can be versus being on a plane like it's very peaceful and it's just like the people up there i feel like people that go to rooftop bars are looking for peace as well because it's mm -hmm. just like I can be chaotic on the ground. <laughs> yeah. like, so it's like the rooftops, I get what you're saying. It's yeah. very peaceful. Yeah. So anything with nature, water, building, scenery, aesthetics, I'm all for it. Yeah. I'm, or I'm with you on the water. Water's big for me too. Yeah, water is amazing. I will even get in the shower sometimes. Like if I'm not, if it's cold, like right now I can't sit outside because of the weather. So I'll take a hour shower and I'll be in there chilling <laughs> like, yeah. like here's the bill cause I ain't using it like did you fall <laughs> are you asleep <laughs> what are you doing cause music and water is just soothing it mm. just takes me to another place mentally it just eliminates reality for mm -hmm. so to say what kind of music you listen to 
I listen to all types of music, music yeah. but I'm really getting into the feel of jazz. Like, Ooh, okay. Like, there's something about these, like, saxophones and stuff like that, and pianos, and all the little instruments that they be playing, it just be like, I'm like yeah, yeah. I love nice. it here. Yeah, <laughs> Versus, nice. I'm starting to steer away from rap music. I'm honestly starting to hate it because I'm listening. I don't know, as I become more of a spiritual person, it's like everything is like a vibrational frequency. So mm-hmm. it's like the music that's being put off today is very, very derogatory and bad. It's like mm-hmm. the message that they are sending out, I hate it. And it was mm-hmm. like, back then, you couldn't tell me that. I'd be like, huh? <laughs> and it's just like, but now I'll be like, cover my ears. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to hear that. Nobody should be playing that on the radio. <laughs> and <laughs> super aggressive. Yeah, and and I think that's an interesting interesting point you bring up because it's like things that people are fighting for and against today is like I'm trying to find the right word, but it's almost praised if it's in rap music. Yes. Like even as derogatory as it could be to another person or a woman or whatever it may be. Like I know there's different types of music, but it's like there are so many things that are self-contradicting yeah. with, with that and then what people are fighting for and against nowadays. Uh, so I thought that was an interest, interesting point you brought up. But uh, to jazz, uh, I don't know if you ever listen to blues. I like blues because it's very impromptu. It's, it's improv. Hmm. So it's like they, they get, they're in, all right, the key of this, go. And that's it. There's, there's nothing scripted or written. It's off the dome. Hot. <laughs> but, but it's, that's why I, I'm a, I like blues too because it's like, okay, let's see what they come up with because sometimes maybe they don't know where it's going to go. Mm-hmm. But it's like telling a story with, with the music. Yeah. But, and with that, it was like, I will cut on like thunderstorm noises or like waves crashing mm-hmm. before I cut on anything that I feel like, no, I don't want to listen to that. Like, I have a strict playlist now. So it's like, I'll switch to like, Janae I go and then I'll go to blues then I'll go to water <laughs> okay <laughs> it like all it. flows like I feel like it all flows because it all offers me some type of peace you know like versus listening to stuff where I'm just like it's going in my mind but this is not what I want to stick to in my mind so I don't want to hear that so I feel like the type of music you listen to can definitely determine your thinking mm-hmm. so do you have any uh, certain music you put on like while you write or anything while you're blogging or is that just quiet time and just thoughts? I love for it to be completely silent. Okay. I'll, I'll light a candle and as long as the scent, because I'll give you guys a secret, I'm about to release candles. So I'm Ooh. very... We're, we're big candle that. guys. Yeah, no. We, I'd we like candles. Like yeah. yeah. So I'm, I know when I go to record at Tim's, I'm like, scents are coming. Here we go. <laughs> Walking into a fresh breeze. <laughs> yes. So I've been doing my research on scents and their meanings. So I've noticed that like lavender releases stress, anxiety, mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. like that. So I looked into that and I incorporated it to my me time. So I'll get a scent of how I'm feeling, what I need. Do I need my like soul uplifted? Do I need like some positive energy? What do I need? And I'll light the candle. I'll just sit there. I'll think for a second. I need that. Yeah. And I, <laughs> then I'll just like, once I quiet my mind, I just go. I just mm-hmm. be like, oh, I want to write about this. Here it is. And it's like, I feel like the aroma from the candle mm-hmm. and the silence and my thoughts, it all just goes hand in hand. So, yeah, I'm very big on complete silence when I am writing and mm-hmm. being peaceful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I love what you said about the environment because I read a book uh, called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield and he talks about like writer's block mm -hmm. and like the biggest like obstacle that keeps people from writing is not the actual like writing itself it's the act of sitting down to write yeah so if you can like if you can surround yourself with an environment that encourages that like you're in encourage you to do that more likely then yeah. the rest is easy so yeah and that's how it is it's like once you get in your zone and everything is just mellowing it out and everything's just flowing it'll just come so easy especially mm -hmm. if it's something that you love to do that's yeah. why i feel like people need to find exactly what it is they love to do to understand how to get to that point mm -hmm. so uh, with the scents, uh, with the candles, do you ever use any like essential oils or anything? Because there's very similar correlation with with the scent of the oil as well. Yes, so I know lavender is calming. I am actually making my own candles. So I'm going to buy the wax. I'm going to buy the essential oils. I'm going to buy the coloring. I'm going to buy the jars. I'm going to do all that because I want it to be like made with love. Like, uh -huh. I don't know if these people are making these candles with love through the factories. Like, I need to make these. <laughs> made with love by yeah. love. If they're mass produced, like that yeah. they're not made with love no it's just, another, it's just so another i want to specifically make my candles so with like the oils i use like the essential oils frequently and i use it for a lot of stuff because like i said my friend makes growth oil so she uses those oil in her her growth oil and she had put peppermint in one of them <laughs> mm. she had put peppermint in one of them and she didn't tell me which i didn't ask but I was using it in my head, and I was doing, like, a little massage. And I called her, like, hey, scalp is tingling. What did you do? And she was like, <laughs> was like oh, well, it's peppermint in there. She was like, but it should be soothing. And as I was laying down with the little bag on my head, it was like my brain cells or whatever was happening was just loving it. It was just yeah. peaceful. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because some people, and, and I've used it before, you just put a little peppermint oil in, in the palm of your hand mm -hmm. and then you hold it to your face and you smell if like if you're a little congested or something or if like a rough throat yeah. can help with sinuses and things too. So yeah, to your point, peppermint also soothing yeah. uh, in and that lemons, aspect. I want to do a lemon one because it's like lemon is like liquid sunshine. I love lemon everything. Lemon is the candle that is going to give you joy, peace, like uplift you, make you happy, make you just sunny. It's just like yeah. That is so lemon meringue pie candle. <laughs> yeah, I'll buy that real quick. Yeah. yeah. Smell lemon drop while you gym drop. Ooh. <laughs> you guys are dropping gems hey. on me. Am I the gym drop? Tim, we're gonna you? have to copyright our phrases. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, that's Essential awesome. oils are amazing. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you're doing uh, a fair amount of like pivots in the future too, as well adding some things. Yes. Any other uh, pivots that you've had to do in the past? Was like ah, that didn't work. I need to change it up a little bit with your business. Yeah, I actually when I was twenty, when I lived in Cincinnati, I started a business. It flopped, but it was like encouraging. It was <laughs> I made High Life Beauty Boutique, and I wanted to sell shirts, and I had ordered three shirts and they sold of course it's only three but it's just like let's get six so then i had took all of my money and i invested in a case of shirts because i was so confident in what i was doing yeah they they scammed me so Ooh. i never got the shirts i never got my money back and i never heard from the company so that like discouraged me i was like oof so when i came with how life how life beauty and i'm like i'm done with it and i was like okay well your entrepreneurship is gone like you're not an entrepreneur anymore you quit you gave up so when it came to love thyself i'm like i know 
what I have to do this time. Like, I know exactly what it is that I have to do, like the steps. So I'm very, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Assertive mm-hmm. when it comes to my business. I want this like this, this like this, and this like this. And I'm going to find the proper people to give me the proper, you know, to help me. And it's just like, I wouldn't say I've had any setbacks this time. I've honestly wrote it down, stuck to it, and everything is going as planned. So it's good. Yeah, that's really good. I have not, and I haven't thought about that until you just asked me because I have not had any setbacks this time. Good, so but you know what to do if you do have one. I know. Keep going. Don't give up. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, with your shirts, uh, asking for a friend. So say a guy wanted to buy a Love Thyself shirt again for a friend. Um, <laughs> the design is it like? Gender neutral? Uh, are you having like a female male line ish again for a guy friend of mine? Uh, if he wanted to <laughs> promote, uh, what what are your thoughts on that? I actually have guy customers. I can show you guys pictures of guys rocking my shirts. Like oh, right. people be calling me like, "Do this match with these Jordans?" Like I have some red. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now I got these Timberlands. And yes, all that. I had a friend. He had got like some red or white Jordans. And yo, I need a shirt. I'm like. Okay, you're going to be my first guy customer. I never really thought about it being guys because I'm so, you know, focused on helping the women. But with my blog, I'm helping everyone. So with the shirts, it was like I did kind of only steer one side with women, Mm -hmm. and I didn't think about men, but they knocked that (laughs) They were like, oh, no, we're going to show you that. We're going to rock these too. So, yeah, my cousin bought one. He bought an orange one and said, I come first. I'm like. Oh, okay, nice. King. Yeah, right. <laughs> nice. But uh, 2020, I am planning on making a mean shirt. Just nice. Strictly for me. Like, I have so many things. We're getting all the secrets today, Tim. Yes. I know. Nobody knows <laughs> well, these things. Uh, any designs that go specifically well with cowboy boots? Asking for a friend. <laughs> uh, no. This friend is super demanding. <laughs> Very specific friend I got. <laughs> He, he gave me a list of questions. Like, make sure you ask. <laughs> okay. But the shirts that I am coming out for men, how my love thyself and my I come first, these are statements. Mm-hmm. These are not just quotes. I feel like these are statements. I come first. Love thyself. So with my men's shirts, I want to make sure that they have that same statement. And I feel like as a man, every man wants to be a king. So, yeah. Just so a little hint. Yeah. A little hint. All I like right. that. All right. Oh, that's awesome. uh, Tim, any uh, any other questions for for Miss Jada Love here? Um, I think here. How do you want people to remember you when it's all said and done? When it's all said and done, that is my. I'm glad you asked this question because overall, I don't want people to feel like I'm doing this for me. It is beyond me. I am doing this for my kids, for my family. I want to build. If I have to spend my life. The rest of my life, the rest of these years on earth, building my legacy so that when I'm gone, my kids are don't they don't have to go through what I went through. They don't have to work as nearly as hard as how I had to work. Like I want to do that. So when I'm gone, I want people to remember remember me as like a very very wise woman. Mm. Just in general, like I want people to be like she was very wise. She was ahead of her time, and she left a legacy. Period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like. I just want people to understand that love thyself is a legacy. Like, it's going to 
continue for years. This is not this is not a wave. Like people are really into waves right now. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to be a stripper. Oh, I want to be a rapper. It's like love thyself is not a wave. This is something that's really like a lifestyle because mm-hmm. this is something that you can live with for the rest of your life. So when I die, I don't want people to be like. I don't want to love myself no more. <laughs> like, I want to do something else. I want people to stick to it. And I want it to just like, yeah, I want people to remember me as a hardworking, wise woman. <laughs> That's great. That's what's up. I think you're on the right track. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> uh, well, Jada, thank you so much for joining us, taking some of your me time to, to join us and hang with us, kind of chop it up. We had a blast. Uh, this was super fun. Fun to hear your story, uh, going in all yourself and, and loving yourself too. Yes. So I think there's going to be a lot of good messages in this that people are really going to benefit from. And I think that from age, gender doesn't matter. Everyone can get a lot of value from. So thank you guys so much for having me. It was my first one. And I was nervous, but it's okay. oh, you you killed it. Couldn't even tell killed you were nervous. Could have told us it was your hundredth. Would have fooled us. So. <laughs> Jada, thank you so much again. We really appreciate you.